we fill it? So you'll spill it. What will it be tonight? Red or white? A Zana blender burgundy. Drink wine. Spill Hey everybody, I'm CJ. And I'm Jamie. And, and this, this is Drink, Drink Wine, Spill Tea. Tea. The podcast where we talk about anything and everything, but with a sense of humor. So pour yourself a glass of wine. <laughs> My voice is really low right now. Put in your earbuds. And let's spill some tea. <laughs> she said, she said, my voice is really low right now. I can't help you it. You sound like Phoebe Buffay in um, Friends when she's sick and she's like, Hello, singing. my babies. <laughs> Hello, my babies. And she's like, My sticky shoes. That way. And she never sounded better. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. All right. Everyone, I am so excited to have on a very special guest, Alec Michael Ryan. Welcome to Drink Wine Spill Tea. Yo, yo, yo. Thanks oh gosh, for having three me. Three names. Yeah. You're, you're fancy. Three first names. Wow. You do. I've never noticed that. I think if you have no. three first names, you're automatically guaranteed to be a movie star. Or a serial killer. Yeah. See, I've heard the serial killer one a lot, but I will take movie star. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, could you potentially be both? Why not? I mean, honestly, at this point in 2020, anything's possible. So right, I'm not counting anything out, right. I guess. Yeah. You're right. Take the opportunities when they come to you, you know? That's yeah. right. Come on. So, Alec, you and I, we know each other from the restaurant that we both worked at before quarantine. Yeah, we did work at that restaurant together. And we immediately were BFFs at that restaurant. We worked so many shifts together, but they would pair us up at opposite ends of the restaurant because all we would do would be to goof off. And somehow I would avoid every responsibility ever and still end up in her section. <laughs> I love that. That's always how it works when, like, friends work at the same place. It's like, they try to separate you, but somehow you still end up, like, crawling, like, eat, like on the ground, like, rolling underneath tables just to oh, get yes. to the next person. My section could be on fire, and I will still find the time to walk over and be like, oh my <laughs> god, you will never guess what Robbie just did. <laughs> We did because it, in restaurants, you have to do this really, I guess it's not dumb, I guess it's helpful, but it's dumb about how dramatic people are about it, but you have to do this thing where if you're behind someone, you have to say behind, <laughs> or if you're to their side, you have to say to your side, because sometimes, you know, you're walking around with food, you're walking around with silverware, you could bump into each other if you don't know that they're there, Definitely. and glass can break. But everyone is always so dramatic about it. They'd be like, behind, behind, I'm oh, behind you. And it's you're Oscar like, worthy. I it's Oscar that. worthy what some of these people do. And then like, if you're coming around a corner, you have to be like, corner, corner. And so Alec started coming up. Uh, he's like, to your side with my depression. <laughs> to your side with well, three plates, four pieces of silverware and my beard. <laughs> like, Literally, uh -huh. I've never worked at a restaurant before that. And when I found, like, when people started doing that, I was like, what what the hell is going on? What are these people saying? So I took it upon myself to, you know, put my twist on it. All right. <laughs> I could be carrying something like a used napkin. And I'd see Jamie like waiting to pick up her order at the at the line in the kitchen and I'd come behind her, behind with a napkin. <laughs> and scare the living shit out of her. And I loved it every time. It's and she so probably dropped me. everything. I was notorious for picking up food in the kitchen. <laughs> I like for making up with it. Everyone had to like run food, even if you weren't a runner. And I couldn't do it. The plates were so hot, and I will never forget. And the chefs were oh. so mean. Back me up on that, Alex. They didn't Alec. care. They didn't care. The chefs, they, they don't care if you literally get like, what's the worst degree burn? I'm going to say third. I mean, you know, they don't care if you get third degree burn. They will be like, you're fucking taking this to the president of the United States and you will bring it What's to them right now. What's the worst degree burn? I'm going to say it's third. <laughs> That's it. But like, there was one time for brunch, she's standing there yelling at me and I can't handle it. And so I drop an entire tray of bacon and I'm like, oh, and she just goes, get out. And I was like, Yep. I enjoy brunch like this much less after working at that restaurant. 
like brunch on my own when I go. It's like because I know what the employees are going through. I feel like I can't enjoy it as much as I used to enjoy brunch. I feel like our restaurant, though, was particularly just stressful, though, because we would have tests and pop quizzes all the time. Yeah, I've heard that about, like, fancier And they would post our grades in the back, and you would see everyone's shame. Oh, my God. What was the dish that I got asked, like, four days in a row, and I got it wrong every time? Was it the salmon? The bass. The bass. The lunch bass or the dinner bass? Yes. (laughs) Whenever any, because they would quiz us at every, like, we'd have a pre-meeting shift, a pre-shift meeting, if you will. And they would quiz us on the one-liners for all the items. And every single time, they'd be like, Alec, the bass? And he never knew it. So to stall, to try to think of it, he'd be like, um, lunch or dinner bass? Because they're both different. And he'd be like, mm-hmm, okay. And then there was one time I had the menu in my lap. And so I was saying it to him. And he was reciting it. But I guess I wasn't being as quiet as I thought I was being. <laughs> and our manager was like, Jamie? And I was Thank like, you, oh. Jamie. I was like, oh, you, me? <laughs> that is so degrading though that they like post the grades we have to do that at work too because we have to like really know i work retail and okay. we really had to um like know each individual product like and like really know details about it and they they we did like a like a I guess I'm just going to say we we called it an educator off which i feel like kind of for most people gives away where i work but whatever um and it, it was like a whole ass competition where people were like screaming like it's waterproof like absolutely getting down each other's throats for it and i was like oh my god i was like i hate this that's like at least it was like that sounds fun for us it's not fun it's like alec the crab toast and then they um, wait for you to fuck it up. and if you don't get if you add an of or a the or an uh wrong it's wrong that's what killed me They'd be like, there's actually no the between, um, it, it's a with. Crab toast with lemon aioli. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, you're like, thank so you so gross. much. I was telling CJ earlier about when we had to do, when we got the cheese thing. And oh, our the boss, cheese plate. I never ran a cheese plate. I never no. ran a cheese, not once did I run a cheese plate. And I worked there for like four months. You worked there <laughs> way longer than that. Uh, November what? to December, January, February, October. March. I my first real sh- I started training until October, so that's fine. But I, my first day was November sixth. Oh my god! My first like real shift, yeah. Oh my god! I will never forget. So Alec left to go for a contract literally the day before our restaurant shut down. But we were supposed oh, wow. to work his last shift together. And I was a closer. So closers get there after the openers get there. And Not I really. had no idea that he was called off because we yeah. were so dead. He never let me know. And I spent the whole day sad. Yeah, sorry about that. Well, because I was planning on – I was going home for a week and then going to do this contract. <laughs> but everything started happening. I was like, well, I'm going to go home early. I got called off. I'm just going to leave. And then just with the craziness of everything, I forgot to let Jamie know. My heart was broken. She'll get over it. Yeah, I'm sure she's fine. But you are working a new, I don't want to say like survival job now, but like. A little side hustle moment. Yeah. Um, So like, tell us a little bit about like where you work and like, what do you do right now? Yeah. So I... Long, to make a long story long, I went home for about five months. I booked a virtual production of the Buddy Holly story, which oh, was in upstate New York. Um, so that happened, and it was amazing. But when that happened, I was like, okay, I'm going to be back in New York State. I'm not going to go all the way back down to Houston, where I'm from. So I then decided to move back here, uh, like, you know, officially full-time, whatever. Um And then one of my good friends that I was living with prior to COVID, he started working uh, for New York City Health and Hospitals. And he's making like amazing money. He has like a routine. And at this point, I've done five months of absolutely nothing. So I was like, if I go back to New York, one, I have to make money. And two, I cannot just sit on my ass all day, every day, because I'll go crazy. So I reached out to him. They ended up having an opening. I applied. I got it. So now 
I basically I'm a clerk essentially at uh, Jacoby Hospital in the Bronx. So oh, wow. what that means is I do a lot of like getting patient information, putting it into the system, making sure the patients have active insurance so that they don't get like these outrageous bills. And if they don't have insurance, connecting them with the correct people to make sure that they can get, you know, um, some sort of insurance. Because some of these people like, you know, they're in car accidents, they're in all kinds of things. And, you know, sometimes those bills are outrageous. Right. Um, So I just like basically for the most part, sit behind the computer and make sure that the hospital has up to date information and that the patients have some form of insurance so that they can like you know pay for the visit that's crazy that's like the biggest 180 i've ever heard in my entire life i know yeah it was not planned at all obviously (laughs) i don't think anyone can say the last eight months were planned in any shape or form but i was like okay it's a job i can't do theater right now i feel like i'm super grateful that i got to do the production of buddy holly that i did but like reading the room i was like cool this is probably going to be the last you know, major theatrical experience I will do for a hot minute. Um, So when this kind of like came across my plate. Your lap. Yeah. My lap. The table. The the table. My foresight. If you will. (laughs) I was like, I have no, I can't like not do this. It's like I either do this and make money or like don't make money. Yeah. Yeah. Which is (laughs) the horrible option out of the two. Yeah, right. I'm just interested in how, because it's such a 180 from theater, which is what and working we all know, in a restaurant, and working in a restaurant. I just want to know basically what, how that was, just adjusting to that environment, and how it is working at a hospital in the Bronx during a such, pandemic. Yeah, during such a horrible time. Yeah. Like I'm so interested to hear about your experiences. Well, first of all, it was. I honestly, it being a hospital and there being a global pandemic aside, the biggest shock was like having a routine again, honestly, being like, okay, cool. Monday through Friday, uh, I have to be at this place at this time. And it's basically nine to five. I've been working eight to four, but it's like the same hours. Um, So that was honestly the biggest shock. And then, of course, like, obviously, that was a factor. I was like, cool. I got a job. Money's great, but it's at a hospital during a global pandemic. And then I was like, okay, like it's a hospital. It's getting cleaned probably more and better than some of the places I frequent anyway. So I was like, okay, in that sense, I feel like, all right, I guess it's like, it's like airports. They're cleaner than ever now. So like flying at first sounds super terrifying, but I'm like, wait a second. They like legally have to clean more than they probably cleaned ever. So it was like that sort of thing. And also I had like a really good friend that had been working there for five months that I could say, hey, do you feel unsafe and are just staying there because it's good money or do like you feel safe? And he's like, I don't feel unsafe. Like, you know, there's so many rules in place, especially for the employees at a hospital right now. Right. I mean, I can't speak for other hospitals, but um, at least where I'm working that it's like, okay, everything's a risk right now you know what i mean like leaving your apartment's a risk and a good friend of mine we were talking like a couple months ago and she said everything right now is a calculated risk and i thought that was like the perfect way to say it definitely it's like Mm -hmm. everything's a risk so that means everything's a calculated risk which means you just have to decide personally which risks you're willing to take right Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like when you say it it seems like yeah, right. And it seems like common sense. But when she said that, I was like, that kind of changed my entire outlook. I was like, walking to the bodega and getting a right. fucking sandwich is a risk. Mm-hmm. So like, but I fucking want that sandwich. So it's a risk I'm willing to take. Yeah. <laughs> so Wait that's kind of how I looked at the hospital thing. I was like, well, I need to make money. I had a hookup. And I'm so grateful that I, you know, I had a connection that got me the job. Okay, so do you and your friend work in the same, like, group? Like, are you both? Like, department? The same? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we both work in the ED, which is the emergency department. Um, and there are the ER. There are basically, it kind of split up. So, like, there's pediatrics, which is, you know, for um, patients under the age of 20. Uh, and then there's the ED. And then there's, um, I forget what it's called. It's the front where like people that can walk in, they come in. It's oh. like my back's been hurting for four days and like I really need outpatient. to get it checked out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then obviously, yeah, see who works at a hospital? Not me. I watch, uh, I watch Grey's Anatomy. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. More experience than I have. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yes. I think that I could perform a surgery. So, <laughs> um, so then there's... <laughs> that got me. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, Alec, I'm really funny. So just so you know. Alec, we have stand-up comedian offs. So just no pity, no pity laughs. Yeah, I'm honored to be here. Okay. Deal. No pressure. Deal. Um... And then there's the like the ambulance bay where obviously people that cannot walk themselves into the ER come through. Um, and so there's different stations. So I, like I tomorrow actually am starting my first like real shift. I've been training for five weeks. Holy what? I mean, that makes sense. I was like, yeah, I guess, I'm like, glad that I'm... you have that extensive training. Same. Yeah. So and like so for example, I'll quickly go through it. So like the first week I did um, uh, front desk triage, which is I was at the front. People came in. Here's why I'm here. I would like to see a doctor. And I'd basically be like, all right, give me your ID, your insurance, fill out this form. That's the extent of that. And then there's concierge, which is at the same desk, different different, uh, different job. Concierge is basically the liaison between patient and family. Right. So right now, that job's super easy because the only answer is you can't go back COVID-19. Uh. So basically, people come up to me and say, hey, um, my sister came into the ER this morning. Can I see her? No. <laughs> well, because wow. I mean, it's like, and sometimes, de- sometimes depending no, on, day, what, sir. There it is. <laughs> no, thank you so much. There's the door. No, but it's, it's hard though, too, because, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, when your family member is injured or in the hospital, imagine being told, no, you actually can't go see them. It yeah. sucks. But it's like COVID's on the rise again. And so we have, you know, it's got, I'm sorry, you can't go back there. We're not allowing anyone back there. If they uh, get admitted and go to inpatient, see, for those of you listening, I just pointed and winked because, because of the I'm, joke earlier. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Outpatient, <laughs> inpatient, yeah, yeah, all yeah. medical <laughs> terms. Um, that doctors use, yeah, like me and Alex, right? Correct. And me, you're, no. like you're, you're no. A nurse. I'm, I'm a patient. Let's be, let's be real. Yeah, come on. Like you, you could maybe be an intern. Yeah, but you died. Yeah. You died in season three. Yeah, I'm Seth Green. Seth Green. He's in the Grey's Anatomy. He dies. Who is he? He's bleeds out of his neck at one point. Uh, oh yeah, Sheen. totally, Jamie. Totally. No. Are you sure? Yeah. I think it might be that. No, I promise you it's not. It wasn't the shooting episode. No, not in season six. Oh my God, I'm so happy you guys. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Alec, back to you. <laughs> no, inpatient. that's basically it. If they go to inpatient at that point, um, between a certain amount of hours, one family member a day can visit. So like, it's pretty, it's pretty tough. That's hard. In these times. Has and it then, been? Oh, sorry. No, no, sorry. sorry go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say, has it been like, has it been really crazy like in the past couple of weeks in terms of like COVID and everything like being like having numbers be on the rise? I know that you're not like back there with the patients, but. right? Um, we I, I think there's been like a small influx in COVID patients, um, but again, like New York is one of the best places to be. So, in ter- in, in terms of the information that I see. It's nowhere near compared to like some other states in the country. South Dakota, right? <laughs> South Dakota, Florida, but yeah, I mean, but I de- there's definitely an energy of like, all right, here we go. Like, but I mean, the all the people I work with have been working nonstop since January, so that's the other thing. Like, I came in like late to the game, and I just feel like I feel bad, but I'm also like, yes. Correct. First responders, amazing. Like these people have been nonstop all fucking year and they're still going. And now it's like, cool, it's coming back. So there's definitely this energy of like, okay, here we go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, They get 25% off at the store that I work at. For first responders? Tell them first responders and healthcare workers. Wow. That is amazing. I love that place that you work at. Yeah. You should tell them that they get it. All right. I love that. I don't know if you are included in that, but I don't know, but I can get, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that, that's an after the podcast. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Just let them know. Um, um, but yeah. That's interesting though. 
Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Definitely a 180, but I love everyone I work with. I feel like, although I'm a very small cog in the machine, like there is that like, okay, cool. Like I'm doing something that helps the bigger picture during this crazy time. And then, you know, in 20 years when I'm like, holy shit, I've worked at a hospital during COVID because I had nothing else to do. I was about to ask, do you feel like some sort of importance and just feel like pride in your work, you know, knowing that you are working at a place that helps people during such a weird time? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a sense of like, when I come home, I'm like, cool. Like I didn't just like sit on my ass. (laughs) Like something I did in one way or the other made sure that X patient didn't get a $10,000 bill or ex-patient you know something like that so it's like a small part but i definitely feel a sense of like okay i'm you know i'm making some sort of difference in that way which i feel like right now especially for artists Mm -hmm. finding ways to feel um what's the word i'm looking for useful or or like holy shit what's the word uh, fulfilled Yeah. yeah because like we can't get fulfilled in the way that we want to be fulfilled right so like finding other ways to like get that same feeling until we're able to sing and dance again um (laughs) i have a very important question do you wear scrubs do i wear scrubs i do wear scrubs you do alan i had no idea so so i wore like business casual right because the temp agency was like business casual and i was like this is gonna get old really quick and then about two weeks in, they were like, so, like, they're about to restock on scrubs. Like, if you just scan your ID, you can get scrubs. And I was like, am I qualified in any way to wear scrubs? No. Am I going to wear scrubs? Absolutely. Yes, I am. Oh, my gosh. I would love to wear scrubs. Yeah. I would feel it's like a costume. so much better than everybody. It, I, literally. I play dress up every day. Absolutely. <laughs> if you, I cannot explain to you the mess that I would be working the front desk at a hospital. I swear to God, I would be I living... I think you'd be so good at Because you'd be it's living stressful. your Grey's Anatomy fantasy. You'd be helping people. You'd be doing it. You'd be so serious because you'd be pretending you are part yeah, of the yeah, show yeah, yeah. and therefore you'd be doing a really absolutely, good job. Yeah, absolutely. I would be in my scrubs. I would be like, oh, oh, bitch. Oh my God. I'd be, <laughs> terms. I would be asking the doctors questions. I'd be like... And they'd be like, are you okay in school right now? And you'd be like, no. No. <laughs> he wouldn't explain it. I'd be like, "You want to meet me in the on call room?" <laughs> yeah, and people would be like, "You're actually not allowed back there." And I'd be like, mm-hmm. "Right, scan me in." <laughs> I'd be like, "Yeah, but I'll meet you there. I'll meet you there." Have you seen anything shocking or just like super? Like, if you need an example, a hammer in someone's head, maybe okay. um, like a just- growth. Something sure, shocking sure, 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 sure. since you're of your time that that just really made you question uh, your own morda- mortality. I almost said mortality. Actually, yeah, mortality. I have questioned that many mortality. a time. Yeah. Um, actually, so I'll say two things. One, the friend who got me the job, he, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, told me that he saw a human heart <gasps> that was still beating. I don't know why the patient was there or what was happening, but he like posted on Facebook and texted me and was like, I saw a human heart. So I didn't see that, but just hearing someone I know at my place of work tell me that they saw it there was like enough. Um, And then it was so awful. My last day of training uh, at like the ambulance bay, um, we get like, basically if, if, uh, FDNY, they pick up somebody for whatever accident. They, like, call ahead, and they're like, we're 10 minutes out. Here's what happened. Boom. So and you're, sometime- like, a part of that? Like, bringing the yeah. person in? No, I, I don't. Can't. No, no, no. I don't bring the person in. But So, for example, we get a call, right? There's a red phone at what's called the unit desk, which is in, like, the ER. The red phone rings. Everyone obviously knows this is a trauma of some kind. So someone will come answer the red phone. They'll have like a notepad and a pen. And the uh, FDNY will be like, all right, we're on our way from here. This is what happened. Here's all the information we have. And they're like, okay, boom, 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 boom. And then they'll they'll prepare one of the trauma bays. There's three trauma bays. And they prepare it however they need to for whatever the given circumstance is. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, for whatever reason, they can't call ahead. 
I have found. So on my last, on my first day of training, I had a super easy breezy day. I'm sitting there at the desk. I have five minutes left of my shift. EMTs flood into the ER with this poor girl that was hit by a car. A girl or woman? Girl. She was like early 20s, I think. She was crossing the street and was hit by, it was on the news. Like this was like a thing. It was on like all of the local news channels in the Bronx. Oh my God. Um, Wait. And she comes in and my shift's almost over. And like, mind you, I haven't seen anything yet. I've been training for four weeks. Haven't seen anything that I was like, whoa, I work at an ER. And this happened and she came in and it was so sad. And I, I, she survived. She did? So what had happened? From what I know. She was admitted, obviously, and she was in the hospital for, like, the rest of that week. And then I trained in a different area. And, like, these areas are in the same building, but it's, like, different worlds. So I never, I, you know, I never found out. But she was, she survived that whole week, and I think that she survived. But that, wow. that was something that, like, shook me, like, for real. So the car I was, was like, going Holy pretty shit. fast. Like, 70. <gasps> Like very fast. And was it a small car or like a giant? I just I don't know. No, it was, I'm it trying was to like gauge a, like how bad this accident was. Do you know the make and the model? Huh? Do you know the make and the model? Yeah, hold on, let me get out my notebook. Um, <laughs> no, but that I was like, whoa! Like I called my mom after I left and like cried. I was like, Aww. oh wow! Like this happens. Like like what you do is life or death. Like, what I do, well, not what I do personally. Like, like, <laughs> like yes. where you are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's real. Because you have that on top of COVID. Like, just because there's a global pandemic, that doesn't mean people don't get into car accidents. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that you don't think about. Because right now, all everyone thinks about is COVID-19. Obviously, for a good reason, because it's a global pandemic. But it's like one of those things where I was like, whoa, like other things, other terrible things still happen to people. Other th- other terrible things are happening to people. Oh, well. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah. Um, so but in terms of the hospital. Phone. What? So you answer the red phone? I only answer the red phone if there is like no doctors or no nurses around. So That's I've never done it. And like it doesn't happen often because there's nurses and doc like all over the place. So nine times out of ten, like someone's there to answer the phone. Um, I think I would be really good at answering the red phone. But when you were telling that story, I was telling Jamie she would be horrible at answering the red phone. I don't – the thing is, is that like I admire that you are doing this job so much. I could never – I've, like, thought about, like, because I want to do something where I would feel, like, fulfilled that way. Yeah. Blood makes me very queasy. I get, like, very nervous and, like, panicky. She would throw up for sure. And I have a very weak stomach. Yeah, I, de- I get, I throw up when I get nervous. I, like, yeah. would forget something. Like, I just, I do not, I would, I, I cannot even imagine doing that and just being like, okay, that was my job for today. Now to go home. And watch yeah. The Office, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, Fargo. Well, I Fargo. thought I was gonna, I thought I was gonna lose it. The, like my first week, I was like, "Oh my god, this is gonna be too much." But I'm not even gonna lie, it is. I think because it's so high stakes, sometimes it is less stressful than working at insert restaurant. Wow. What can I'm what? not even kidding. I don't know. What? I think it's because. Because the stakes are so high a lot of the time, there's this like <laughs> but in a way in a way that's appropriate. The stakes were high at insert restaurant for no right. godforsaken reason. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> like the stakes were so high at can we can we use the bleeper? Yes. I okay, love that. Please use the bleeper. The, I love the little bleeping kind of it. Okay. <laughs> the stakes were so high at for absolutely no goddamn reason. Like, you'd be like, you're pouring water with the wrong hand! Why are you pouring the water with the wrong hand? When we have a thousand tables. People are dying, Betty. People and, are dying. And no, I but guess- that's so real. It's like the perspective. Like, I was stressed out if I put a hamburger down with the wrong hand, and then now I'm working a job where it's like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Like, 
humans die. Right, literally. So I don't know. So there, I don't. I just, and my coworkers so are nicer to me, <laughs> except yeah. for except for you. Everyone at this hospital. I'm is the only thing that's missing. Yeah. Do you think it's something that you could become desensitized to? Like, do you think it's something that you will just get used to, or do you think it's an environment where you're like there's something new every day? I will never get used to this, but it's something that like you'll get used to like the pressure of it. I've had this conversation with a few coworkers that were like, just warning, like, it's really sad and I hate that this happens, but like, at some point you're going to feel desensitized to all of this stuff. And I was like, okay, but I don't know. I like, I don't know if I will. One, because it's not my career path. This is like, what is happening? This is what I'm doing right now to stay afloat, but it's not something I'm going to do forever. I am a like textbook empath, almost to a like fault. So I don't think I'm ever going to like, be okay with people in danger or in, you know, what am I trying to say? Um, in panic mode. Like, I don't know if it'll ever be easy to like a mom that's like freaking out about their child to be like, all right, if you just call this number, it'll connect you to a doctor and they'll update you. Okay. Have a good day. I, cause I'm like, Oh my God. Well, I wanted to see your daughter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I don't know if I will though. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. What's I'll your see. sign? Scorpio. My birthday is Tuesday, election day. Oh my gosh. Look my life. Oh, great. Also, yeah. I'm so sorry and also happy early birthday. Yeah. Thank you. It I, could be a great day. I certainly hope. I hope it and I pray. It could be a great day. To do like a complete 180, um, you mentioned before that you were in I was gonna the Buddy Holly, yes. uh, like, a, like a virtual Buddy Holly, and I yeah. just wanted to ask... What was that like, and where was that shown, and doing a musical in a pandemic, like... Pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was an amazing experience for a lot of reasons. It was at a place that I've worked at many times in the past that I absolutely love. Um, I sent in tapes for it when people still thought, like, stuff was going to happen in September and October. And then never heard anything. And I was like, okay, obviously this isn't going to happen. Like, I'm glad I got to like work on these tapes. Cause there was that period of time when actors were just like, so thankful to even like work on a self tape. They were like, I don't even care. I was like, I don't even care if I get this job. I'm like reading a scene right now (laughs) or like learning a song or something like that. So that's where I was like, I was like, cool. I worked on these songs. I worked on these scenes. Fun. Bettering myself as a performer and an artist. Yeah. Um, And then I got, I got an email like months later that was like, you have a callback on this date. And I was like, uh, okay. Were you in Houston at the time? I was actually in Ohio. (gasps) Where? (laughs) Uh, Cleveland, like right outside of Cleveland. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm from Cincinnati. Anyway. Oh, work. Love Cincinnati. Um, Love Cincinnati. Did you hear that? (laughs) Um, so... I got the call back and I was like, okay, this is weird. I guess this is moving forward in some way. So I did the call back, ended up booking it. And so basically what happened was I went to upstate New York. Who are you? I was Buddy Holly. Oh, that's the Yes. It was so fun. Um, So I went to New York, uh, upstate New York, quarantined for two weeks. We rehearsed for two weeks. Uh filmed the show and then oh. it was streamed on broadway on demand for two weeks Whoa. Yes. Um, i thought that so, it was yeah. like like a like a zoom no production. it was like that's full dope. production light set full band um and we did it in the theater to obviously an empty theater we were in masks the entire rehearsal process we were in masks during tech the only time we took off our masks were mic check and like the actual uh filming of the show we ran the show four times all the way through once we teched and stuff um a local news station production company filmed it and then yeah it streamed on broadway on demand for two weeks which was like super cool that's so cool. Um, because like I had a lot of family and friends that were able to see it that would have never been able to like fly to upstate New York and see the show. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it was the first time I led a show professionally. So it was like 
it was weird to feel like this was happening. And then the second it was over, it was like, I was back in New York city, no job, no nothing. It was like, Whoa, I just like played buddy Holly for four weeks and now I'm back in New York. Yeah, such a high high and then such a low low. Yeah. It's so weird to hear about that from like a bunch of artists. Like I know somebody that's working with my friend now that was just on Broadway in Mean Girls and now she's just working like her part time job and blah blah blah. And like it's it's really it's crazy because everyone's like surviving in a completely different way than what they were. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. And you play guitar. I do play guitar. I know this about you. I play guitar. And one of your biggest, like, inspirations, I don't think in just music, but in life, is Van Halen, right? Yes, Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. And how are you doing? I'm doing okay. He he passed away on October 6th. Um, So when I was, like, 11... My dad and I were at Best Buy for whatever reason, and we walked through the the like CD aisle. And my dad like passed. We were like on the, the like you know the WV section, and he saw Van Halen. He bought me two albums: their first album, Van Halen, self titled, and then uh, one of their other later albums, Diver Down. And I listened to them; it was completely obsessed. I begged my parents for a year to play to get me a guitar so I could learn how to play guitar. They finally bought me one. And like, long story short, like getting a guitar, learning guitar, falling in love with music, finding out that I like theater, then finding out that there's such thing as musical theater, my world's collided. And now it's like what I do with my life. So like, he's always been like this huge musical inspiration as a guitarist and just in general as an artist in general, because everything I do started because I fell in love with guitar and he's the reason I fell in love with guitar. So it was very rough. I was at work. It was actually the day after the um, ER incident that I explained. So that was on Monday. He passed away on Tuesday. I opened Instagram and his son, who I follow, who's also a musician, posted on Facebook or on Instagram. And I was like, oh, my God, this is officially the worst week ever. So, yeah, doing better. Um, I got a really sick tattoo done. um, You did. It looks awesome. The next week. Uh, I've always wanted it and I knew I was going to get it at some point. And then when that happened on the sixth, I was like, all right, this is a priority. I'm doing this like ASAP. So it was a nice way to like, it was like almost a week. It was almost exactly a week later. And it was just a nice way to be like, all right, I'm like never going to be over this, but it was like, okay, cried myself to sleep for a week. (laughs) Let me like get this, tribute that I've wanted since before I knew what a tattoo even was and just like pay my respects in that way. So yeah, I'm doing, doing better and, you know, just thinking about his family and yeah, it's just crazy to be, to feel so connected to someone you've never met. Yeah. Yeah. Like I literally feel like I lost a family member. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's just a testament to like, you know, the music and the legacy that, he and you know other people like him leave behind it's like music is so important and the arts are so important they literally shape people's lives even if they don't realize it you know so yeah 100 percent. i know before all of all of this you were starting a business like a little like a guitar like an accompaniment business are you still doing that is that something that you're still selling yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's called AMR Accompaniment. It's my initials, Alec Michael Ryan. The three names, the serial killer name. Yes. Um, An actor. Or movie star. Yeah, but come on. Probably a serial Maybe killer. Maybe both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have options. Um, so I started that. I found, like, the theater people listening will know that, like, pop rock's so huge in, like, the musical theater scene. And I found, like, I was doing self-tapes or auditions for pop rock shows and was like, these songs sound like garbage on the piano. (laughs) I wish I could like have a track or I could have an accompaniment that was guitar. And I was like, wait, I've played for 13 years. I could do that. So I did it for myself for like six months. And I didn't even think about it being something more than that. I was like, wait a second. People might be into this. 
So I like started an Instagram page, started reaching out to some people and yeah, so I do it. I do like, obviously not so much right now, but I do accompaniment services. Um, before COVID I did, I did live stuff too, like for cabarets or like, you know, if someone wanted to rent out a studio and rehearse their cuts in person, I did that. But I also make like tracks, um, that people can use for self tapes or just for practicing or if they want to post a cute little singing on Insta video. I love that. Yeah. So like me at, at AMR accompaniment on Instagram. Yes. yes. <laughs> that was Already with the plug. <laughs> cut it out, but don't cut it out. No, I mean, we're going to ask you about it later. Anyway, so yeah. Like, oh my God. Well. I love that. One of my best friends is an accompaniment. Or accompaniment. Is she an is accompanist. a piano. She is a piano person. <laughs> One of his best friends is a piano. He That's takes so it cute. everywhere with him. They go shopping together, watch movies. I can't play. He can't sleep without her. <laughs> wow. They wow. just went on vacation together. There, to there's, a a there's a dead oh, horse wow. in this room and Jamie has beat it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying more with my improv skills. I think it's going well. Yeah. It's working. It's working Thank for you. you. But I've been listening a lot to Conan O'Brien, so now I think I'm, I'm an I feel that. I'm getting that Jamie vibe. Jamie O'Brien. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, I get mistaken for Irish sometimes. <laughs> I get mistaken for Conan O'Brien sometimes, actually. He's the exact opposite You'd be surprised. of me. Tall, red hair. Is he tall? Funny. He's like over Funny. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what I was saying, um, one of my best friends is an accompanist, like piano, and she makes so much money off of that, like uh, selling tracks and stuff, because, I mean, everyone needs it, and self-tapes are so huge now. I mean, during COVID, pre-COVID. So yeah. I would imagine that people are like super hyped to get something that is different because you're totally right. Like some songs sound like absolute butthole. Oh yeah. On piano when they're pop yeah. or rock. It's embarrassing. Yeah. There's yeah, a video yeah, yeah. of me somewhere singing Titanium for an audition. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like an absolute fairy is playing. That ha- yeah, it has nothing to do with the accompaniment. She just sounded horrible. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah that's a separate topic, but I just wanted to. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Someone saw me always sing. Mm-hmm. And so I wait in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I you Take a deep breath. Hey, there's a party on the rooftop, top of the world. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I thought we were going that too. I book on that song. I book with that song. Let me tell you, on, I book. book with that song. I book callbacks with that song. Yeah, and then I lose it yeah. in the final round. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was and hard time selling the deal. Okay. Anyway, that was. Who knows what's happening now? <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Um. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's a fun thing, and it's also like not theater, but it's in the world. So it's like. You know, it's a nice break to be like, okay, cool. For these moments, I'm going to learn some songs. And I'm still, like, a part of that world. But it's, like, a part of your world. Um, But, yeah. Do you feel like um, having guitar skills has made you more marketable? I mean, yes, in the sense that that is, like... Do you feel like it boxes you in? Ooh. Uh Uh-huh. I feel like I mean maybe there's a little of both, but I, I I was trained vocally. I was trained classically. Pop rock singing came like junior year of college. Like that's a very new thing. So I feel like if anything, my biggest challenge right now is like pushing into the pop rock world as a singer. So I don't think it boxes me in in that sense. If anything, I feel like I'm breaking out of the. Oklahoma carousel guys and dolls box and into the consider me for American idiot box. You know That's what I mean? So funny because when nice. I look at you, you look kind of like a punk. I mean, yeah, I you have never... tattoos on your arms. You got the beard. You have like earrings. Like you look like a punk to me. Like I just would think that you're you like look, a rocker. You look so you're bad. <laughs> no, I love it. I love your look. When I look at you, I just you think look like, like shit. You look That's so surprising. bad. I love your look. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Whatever. No, but I get, but that's also like a more, that's like also like a, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, I don't feel like it boxes me in. I do, my first two equity contracts involved me playing guitar. Right. So, like, 
reading the writing on the wall, like I see that like there is a niche there. And I think oh, that's totally. that's like half the battle as a theater professional is like, all right, where do I best fit in? Because once you know where you best fit in, like you can target those things right. as opposed to like, I'm going to throw my net over everything and hope something sticks. It's like, oh, wait, right. I have success in this area, in this area. So I'm going to target those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. What the fuck do I know? Well, I mean, it, I'm sure it what definitely helps that you do know yeah. how to play guitar because speaking from personal experience, we've both been cast in things where we've had to play instruments and we don't know how. So, <laughs> Frederica, didn't you have to play the piano? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. And you know what? I also had to play Liesl once in The Sound of Music and I had to play the guitar for those are mine. Yes. And it sounded so bad. I had to play the ukulele and something. I had to play uh the accordion i had to play the bagpipes i had to play a flute that wasn't real and the cello the cello i don't know how to play any of those goddamn things we're all learning I, we're no, all learning I'm not. and i will say <laughs> Actually, i'm not learning i'm all right I'm most of learning. us are learning okay <laughs> most of learning. us are learning <laughs> you're you can teach me but i'm, I'm not learning I'm considering teaching lessons. Oh! You should 100% teach guitar lessons. You don't teach guitar I'm lessons? I'm, I'm actually shocked it. by that. I used to do it in high school, uh, but then I never did because I had no time to do anything in college. Right. Um, so I'm thinking about it now, but we'll see. You should. I feel like that's like some nice little extra like... Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. That was me making a cash yeah. money sign. <laughs> I forget that other people can't see You could make a living off of that, though. Oh, yeah. Charge, like, $50, $60 an hour, have three lessons a day. Like, that's a, the life. You'd be living in Park Slope in no time. I have a student Come for on. you. One of my best friends is learning how to play the guitar, and she sounds horrible. So if you want to help Okay, her, great. I got I'll it. Send her 50 60 an hour. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Who can pay for No. <laughs> no. She really does. She really does sound very bad. <laughs> no, but let me clarify. She sounds awful. Yeah. We got her guitar books for her birthday. Aw. It was cute. I love we that. got her a little Taylor Swift one and a Sarah Bareilles one. Yeah. She played me a little Dear John today and uh, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't good, Alec. It wasn't good. <laughs> if I'm being honest. If I'm being honest, and I'm being honest here. Honestly. 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 Caitlin, if you're listening, it sounded really bad. <laughs> I love it. It's also so funny seeing you in glasses because when we used to work in the restaurant and we would work dinner shifts together, he would be like, God, I hate working dinners. I get such a headache in here. The lights are so low. And it was all because he needed glasses. <laughs> Why didn't you wear them? He didn't know. I, I've oh. had 20-20 vision forever. Until that now. That happened to me, too. Wild. What? Wow. Yeah. I mean, much earlier. Yeah, Alec, you thought you were special? Earlier in life. Earlier in life than wow. now. Okay. So, maybe not. That was just me, so. but no. Let's, <laughs> Jamie, when did you start wearing glasses? First uh, grade. <laughs> she, was, she was born with glasses. And she's like, my glasses! <laughs> no, it sucked, though, because on dinners, you know those restaurants. You know them. They turn the lights way down. You can't even see the food right in your face, like in front of your face. Patients would make the biggest deal about picking up the candles from the table, like holding up their monocle. Did you say patients? No. What did I say? (laughs) You said patients. (laughs) (laughs) The patrons. You said patients. The patrons. (laughs) What you call them? Where the fuck are you working? Would hold up their monocles and like hold the hold up like the candle and be like, I can't see it. I'm like, sorry, go somewhere else. They're all British. <laughs> they are. All of them. Every yeah. single patient. It's so dark in here. <laughs> every, every single patient. We have served some cool people, though. Did you serve anyone cool, Alec? The only Some cool people came while I was working, but the only one I served was Michelle Williams. Oh, that's kind of cool. What? Michelle Williams, yeah. Oh, I thought, I, I thought it was Michelle Wolf. Who's Michelle Wolf? No. Comedian. The comedian. She's so funny. Who was there when you were there, though? Um, Tom you, you Hiddleston. Oh. Uh, Zoe Deschanel and oh, the property that brother her. that she dates. <laughs> I don't know which property brother. One of them. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, um, 
I don't know if anyone listening or if you two are America's Next Top Model fans. Yes. But Mr. J walked <gasps> through the walked through Elixir, and I almost collapsed. Wow. He oh, he like walked in this like floor length fur coat and yes. his you know silver bleached hair, looking Amazing. around, probably for ABC carpet. He was lost. He was not coming to kitchen. Um, so that was cool. And then, oh, what's her name? Uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel. She was also the uh, principal in the uh, Lizzie McGuire oh, movie. Oh, no. oh, oh, I, I don't know her name, but you're, you're, you know, who I'm talking about, right? Or the hidden agenda. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she came in and she sat in Elixir. Uh, and that was cool. And then who else? Who? Oh, Marlon Wayans had lunch one day and I thought that was cool. Um, I missed, I missed Bruce Willis. Damn. Yep. <laughs> Wait, both times? Both times you I was off. You were there that. when I told... I don't, stop me if I've told this. You told me the next day. Oh. I told our manager because our man... Because Bruce Willis... I'm going to call him out. I don't think I've ever talked about this in the podcast. Bruce Willis is creepy with a capital K with all of the women in these restaurants. Creepy. He slips women money like under the table, constantly is touching them. It's gross, but like you get paid like I was going to say, I was like, like, you're getting the money. Don't complain about that part. Bruce, I was the one who was like, Claire, like taking, Bruce Willis was like giving me attention, Mm -hmm. slipping me money. And my boss was, I guess he was being nice about being like, are you okay? Like, like with Bruce Willis, like, like, what did he say to you? And I was like, he asked for pictures of my feet. And my boss was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and I was like, he said he'd give me $100 for Hot damn, $100? Of my feet. And my boss was like, are you being serious? And I was like, no, I'm not being serious. I think Bruce Willis wants pictures of my feet. But the fact is, my boss believed me. Bruce, I'm telling oh, you. Oh, I right believed now, you just now. And I've heard this story. You're just such a great storyteller, Jamie. I just want to say that. You heard it here, you heard it here. But like, I did. You didn't see Bruce Willis or Uma Thurman. No, but you know what I thought was the most badass thing ever. Two. I'm a big fan of Cher, and I saw her live in at Madison Square Garden in uh, when was that? Oh my God, it feels like years ago. I was thinking it was, it was just January. Earlier this year, yeah. Yeah. The weekend after her two shows, two sold out shows, at Madison Square Garden. She still got it. She ordered, or she probably didn't, but she, someone on behalf of Cher, ordered for her whole team from our restaurant. One. Wow. Okay. And then in February, or when Michelle Obama was on her book tour for Becoming, she did um, she did a huge event at Barclays Center. Right. Or did you work that day, Jamie? And she, her people put in like this huge no. order. Beep. Was like, okay, I need someone to come over here. Michelle Obama put it in order. I need, she had like five people. Yeah, cut that out, I guess. <laughs> I can bleep it. She put like five servers to review this order, obviously, you know. Because it's Michelle. And then like secret service people came and picked it up. Yep. That's wild. That was the coolest thing ever. And I didn't even see her, but the fact that I was like, wow, I work at a restaurant that Cher and Michelle Obama order from when they're in town. <laughs> no, but did you work? So our restaurant would also have these like events where companies would buy out the whole restaurant, and everybody yep. wanted to work these events because the, we, we were put both back waiters. We were both back waiters, and we would make upwards of four over four hundred dollars a night, like for three. And hours get to see work. people like my favorite Martha thing Stewart. ever. We were Martha fucking. Stewart, I'm walking around with this like plate. I demonstrate like anyone can see this. I'm walking around with a plate that has you know these cute little you know what you know what they look like and dives and hummus. Yeah, (laughs) disgusting. And one fell off my tray. Okay, and this sounds like it's in a movie, but it's really not. It's just in my life. And if my life's like a movie, what can I say? I drop it on the floor. I bend over to pick it up. While I'm bent over, Martha Stewart moves into my circle. Okay. I literally stand up and Martha Stewart and someone else are having a conversation like literally right in front of my face. She makes eye contact with me. I say, I'm so sorry. And then I walk off. But the fact like Martha Stewart exists, like she is real. And you I saw apologize her apologize to Martha Stewart. 
I, I got to say, I was privileged enough to say I'm sorry to Martha Stewart. She was wearing and this, like, said, gold this sequenced. Yeah, we talk all the time. Right. She did I'm calling her fantastic. after this. She looked incredible, I have to say. You know, she was plastered when she was there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love oh, yeah. that. Oh, everyone was. Everyone, people that came to that party walked in plastered, except yeah. for us. That's how I come into it. But party. we left drunk. Did we? Oh, maybe I shouldn't. You have to cut that out. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I guess. Is I didn't. Are they listening? Drunk. What? You weren't getting secret drinks. Oh. Okay. Well. Now I know. I'm glad I know. This was a long kidding. time ago, though. It doesn't bother me them. anymore. Yeah, Bruce Willis was passing them around. Well, it's okay. Now I'm friends with Martha, Martha Stewart, so. Yeah, you Who really win. wins? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rachel Ray was supposed to come to that. There was a name tag for her, but she didn't show. Yeah, she didn't show. Miss Rach. you, Rach. I will say, the money Bruce Willis gave me, I gave to the kid who helped me dig my earpod out of the <sighs> trash. At I, oh my God, I remember that. But I threw away my AirPods. I had someone dig in the trash. Goes into it. <laughs> gave him the dirty... No, I couldn't. Gave him the dirty money that Bruce Willis gave me. And that was that. That was a sad, sad moment. I could have cried. Sounds like a sad moment. By Chloe was moment. good, though. Yeah. <laughs> you are a sad moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were so defeated. It was... Cause I would never we... wish that on anyone. And the thing is, like, we couldn't find it anywhere. I'm like, this trash can's not that big. Yeah, and they used my on-call, so I had to work a double, and it was terrible, and I wanted to die, and all I wanted to eat was by Chloe, and... I don't really like by Chloe. That's not the point, but still. I like it. I didn't eat anything there. I just watched you eat, and then throw away your AirPods. You know when you realize that you're doing something in the middle of you doing it, yes. but you can't stop it. <laughs> I've had two of those moments in my life. The first time was when I closed, was closing the car door as I knew that my keys were in it and it locks from the outside. <laughs> Definitely had to call AAA. That was one of those moments. Yep. And then the second time was when I was throwing away my AirPods and I was like, no. <laughs> That was me in slow motion. She actually did that. <laughs> I did scream in slow motion. In she did it in slow motion. But yeah, people were like, "What?" And that poor guy. I mean, whoever he is, he was so nice. He like rushed over and was like, "I'll help you look." Yeah, Aww. that's why I gave him money. Was he cute? I don't remember what he looked like. I just that could have been your husband. My AirPod. I had other priorities, but you're right. I should. Yeah, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll go back. Yeah, you should. Do you remember me? I you threw my AirPods. Yeah. I threw away man, my AirPods. Man, like, man, I found my AirPods in the trash. By eight months ago. Yeah. <laughs> Craigslist. Do you remember me? Yeah. <laughs> so AMR, if yes. I can call you that. Please. What? How can we follow you on social media? You can follow me on social media by opening uh, <clears throat> Instagram or Facebook and typing in Alec Michael Ryan. It's that simple. Wow. All lowercase, A-L-E-C-M-I-C-H-A-E-L-R-Y-A-N. Wow. And yeah. can you repeat the, um what what was the Instagram you said earlier? Oh, my accompaniment page is yes. at A-M-R accompaniment. A-C-C-O-M-P-A-N-I. How you spell accompaniment. <laughs> I was like spelling it with you, but then I was like, am I spelling it wrong? No. I'm not going to lie. I think I spell it wrong every time in the my phone autocorrects it. Correct. Correct. So look it up. Yeah. Like, it's what? Easy. We're not, we don't need to spell it for you, idiots. On that note, if you want to email us, you can email us at drinkwinespilletea at gmail.com or you can follow us on any of our social medias. I'm going to email you every five minutes. Thank you. You'll be the first one. <laughs> our, I'm just kidding. Our Instagram is at drinkwine underscore spill tea, and our Twitter is at drinkwine spill tea with the letter T, not the word. Also, drop in and rate and review us. Subscribe. Screenshot it. Listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Which will either be Spotify or Apple Podcasts, because anyone who uses Stitcher... I'm like, are you listening to Google Play? Or SoundCloud. It's ridiculous. SoundCloud. You're fucking ridiculous.
Alec, that, Alec thank you, thank so, you much. so much. Thank Jordan. you so much. Yeah, loved having you on. This was very special. For they me. I loved being are on. lucky to have you over in the Bronx. Oh, really thank are. you. They thank come you. into that. They come. Anybody that comes in with a knife through their head is like, hey, that's a friendly face. Yeah. And also, <laughs> I need some help. <laughs> Those are the only like, two Let things. me help you out. Also, I offer guitar lessons. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you when you're better, guitar at the front desk. <laughs> that will make people feel better. That would make you me know feel what? better. I would feel. Maybe better. I'll do it. I think so. Maybe I'll do it. I think it's and I'll let you know. All right, and with that, peace. Cheers. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Can I stop recording now? <laughs>